This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast. You're listening to Radio 1 91FM and we are joined by Jack Parsons of uh, Melbourne's least in-demand band, The Pretty Littles. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, I'd like to argue that a little bit. I think you're um, one of the most prolific songwriters of a contemporary band at the moment. Jack, thank you so much for uh, coming on and doing this interview. How's your day going? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Dave. Dave's, uh, <laughs> my Dave is going well. Uh, my day is going well. Uh, just cruising, mate. It's um, mid-morning here. It's nice and cold. Our first sort of cold front of winter and I'm, uh, I'm rugged up and ready to go. I mean, you say it's your first cold front, but I bet it's still like above 20 degrees, right? <laughs> you might have the wrong impression of the surf coast in uh you know, southwest <laughs> i reckon it's about nine nine degrees oh shit okay yep i uh i hear you you, you have my uh you have my respect then <laughs> yeah hey we're not so different you and i mate <laughs> we can see eye to eye on a few things i bet <laughs> um, we're, not, we're not in sydney <laughs> <laughs> Hey Jack, um, the new single for the Pre Little's Full Hearts is absolutely incredible. Um, it sort of snuck up on me when I saw on my Spotify that uh, there was a new track. I jumped on it and I absolutely love it. Um, how have you found the reception so far? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it, the reception's good. Like we've got a we've got a really kind of small but loyal following, I guess, and we're we're not really, um, you know, I guess playing the game that that you kind of need to play where there's um, press releases and and all this kind of stuff it's mm. it's like uh, you know we're in a different stage of band at the moment so we record the songs and then we put the songs out and then we play a show or two and yeah and then we go and you know so so the reception's been lovely we've got a show coming up on friday and that sold out which is cool and then and another one the following friday and and then we'll. Uh, I'm. I'm just going to do it in batches of two songs. I reckon that's that's my new normal. I like it. I guess that uh, relieves a lot of the pressure off you as well, doesn't it? As opposed to writing a whole album and getting that out there. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the the pressure is 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 sort of something that I would only be putting on myself. But yes, that that putting out a full album when you're kind of independent like we are, it it it's hard with time. It's hard with money. It's hard with with all of those things. And um, we've done that for you know 10 years or more and yeah. um you know a couple of the boys have, have moved on and it's become a bit of a different looking unit and so uh i've worked out that i can afford to keep doing it if i if i do it in you know i play a couple of gigs get a little bit of cash record two songs put them out and then eventually i'll, I'll have an album's worth <laughs> <laughs> love it so i mean because when i heard the news that um the, it was sort of just going to be you continuing as the pretty littles how did that change the songwriting um uh dynamic because uh, do you still go to like other musicians to go like hey i want you to play bass on this part i want you to play keys on this or something how does it work now pretty much i mean luckily um boozer will the drummer um he's sticking around um but i guess in a little bit of a different it's just not a classic band unit anymore which is um which took me a couple of years to kind of get work out i I was really sad about that um you know i put music out under different names and different bands and all kinds of stuff but um at the end of the day i'm really proud of of our little hill that we've kind of built over 10 years and i'm i'm willing to die on that hill um (laughs) <laughs> but you know so, so to write i guess like boozer and i would will send the song you know i guess it's kind of like how it's always been more or less it's just not that uh constant rehearsal and constant like working stuff out so i'll just 
work on a song at my joint, then I'll send it to Boozer. He'll have some drum ideas. And then when it's time to record, we'll go in with somebody I know really well, like Greg uh, from Press Club. Yeah, He'll help out on, you know, like uh, one of the songs that we recorded well, on Full Hearts, for example, he played bass because I couldn't quite get the, the right bass. It's not my strongest yeah. suit. But on the other song that we will hopefully release soon, I played bass and I played guitars. There's a bit of synth stuff. Um, Boozer played drums. And then, you know, a friend from a band called The Harlots who are a bit dormant, um, he recorded some keys. And, yeah, it's just I guess it's just more interesting in that it's collaborative in a new way. So yeah. it's um, leaning on you know, anyone I can think of that might want to be a part of it. But, you know, it's sort of Boozer and myself and um, and, and that's kind of where it starts. Wonderful. It's, so not, too, it's, not, it's not too different to, to how it's been in the last few years, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting how things do change. I mean, for, to be in a band for 10 years, you'd want, you'd hope that you're like, I think you'd hope your process changed and like your approach to songwriting changed as well or just um, developed over time. Have you, because when I, like, your album Skeleton Run and week, and then the next album, Weekend Away, are some of my favorite albums of the last 10 years. They're, uh, they are electric and raw. And then this new single is kind of, it come it seems to come from uh, like a more refined place. Have you noticed that your songwriting, like the, the, the content that you're writing about has changed over these 10 years? Yeah, I def- definitely, and I think that that's natural. I think that a really scary thing is that as people in bands get older, their lifestyles change and then the yeah. music can get more boring. Um, you know, I can think of a million bands that's happened to, and that's that's for so many reasons, and some of them are completely valid. You know, people's yeah. lives change and slow down and all kinds of shit, some some people's. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, this, the, the content of songs has you know, got hopefully got a little bit better, but I guess they're still the same topics. Like there's still like, you know, emo introspections. There's still like, you know, political commentary. If I feel something or something kind of catches my eyes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of in the same sphere, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going too esoteric. Um, it's, it's all great word. Wow. Great word. Thanks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's all kind of samey, but I guess like when I'm writing less in a rehearsal room, like Skeleton Run was written, you know, when we're all rehearsing once a week and yeah, that was a really heavy and uh, thought out album. Like every bit was thought out, I guess, and, and considered yeah. and that's reflected. And then Weekend Away was a little bit more on the fly, but then I really loved that album because I think we're we can kind of do that a little bit more now. I, I kind of remind myself that when you've been in a band for this long, like you do have some things that you've just like gained in that time. Um, and so we kind of backed ourselves in like uh, Little Winds on that record changed in the moment uh, in the studio. Oh, for the really? Better. And so did Colorback. Colorback was like this very different song. And those two songs changed in like two hours and then we recorded. Wow. And yeah, That's that was amazing. pretty wild. Like do, do I, you- I loved that. I was just going to say, do you like, cause, cause I play, I play in a band, but I'm not really like a songwriter. So I just play um, what, you know, they want me to on the bass and I'll get really attached to like how we're playing a song. And if it changes in the moment like that, it takes me a lot to, to get over that. Cause I'll get very attached to it, but it must be so freeing to be like, Oh nah, this is the way the song is supposed to be going. Uh, and then yeah. just go with it. 
It's it's a weird feeling because yes, I know what you mean. Like we've gone through that heaps and like we do get attached to versions and you also like you can completely lose sight of uh, what you're doing. Like you're mm. not really, you become attached to a version, but you might become attached to the wrong version. I think that that's like, you know, you might gaslight yourself or something. And that's <laughs> really, um, that's, that, that's a funny thing. So I think that I've always loved like if somebody with fresh ears suggests something and like, you know, Rudy, who we did Weekend Away with, uh, he plays in the Delta Rigs. Uh, he's oh, a really no great way. And he writes like we've done lots of albums, yeah, with Rudy and a couple with Grant. Um, but he he's got a really good ear for like pop and structure and stuff. And lots of our songs, even though they're like normal-ish sounding songs, structurally, there's not always reliable uh, pre-choruses into choruses into middle eights, and there isn't that reliable pop structure or whatever. Mm. Um, which is a, which is fine. Like I like yeah. that too. But sometimes it's good to bring some of those elements into songs. Yeah, and that's what we. Um, but yeah, I, I like um, I like fresh ears on songs. I like suggestions. I think you can miss things sometimes. And so yeah, I'm open to I'm open to changing on the fly. But you know if it's right or, or not. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's an interesting. It's an interesting point you bring up about how there's not always those traditional you know um, tells of a pop song, which I actually quite like that when I'm um, listening to. Um, the Pretty Littles because it's it's sort of like you don't really know where the song's going and it's always a, a pleasant surprise to me at least. Yeah, I, I really like that too. That's not really intentional. Like I said, like I, I I would love to like so for example, Color Back that turned into a really structured song. Like there's there's a verse, there's a pre-chorus, and there's a chorus. Um, and I loved that because we don't have that too often. Some yeah. songs we do, and and. I actually find that structure really hard to get right as reliable and kind of good as it is to hear it when it's done well. But I guess lots of pretty little songs and the ones that people like and the ones that I like are a bit more, uh, I don't know, random sometimes. Yeah. Just like, you know, Dondale or like uh, Hills Hoist or whatever. Two of my um, faves. Two of my faves. <laughs> Yeah, me too. And and even Full Hearts, like Full Hearts doesn't have a chorus really. It's just got like a verse and a a bridge and a middle. Like, like there's no real yeah. chorus. Um, but, but, yeah, I like that too. It's, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd love and, some structure. I think one thing that I love, and I, please tell me um, to get effed if I'm wrong, but, like, you, uh, you, your songwriting is so, like, colloquial and relatable and you have these very natural narratives. And I think that, like, lends the lends to maybe not having a traditional structure of a song because you're actually following the narrative of what you're um, vocalizing in the song. Um, and I think it's absolutely incredible the way you construct this like narrative throughout a song. Like Don Dale, for example, is just one of the best examples of a song telling a story that I can think of. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, you know, Don Dale is, is um, I didn't know... Like we, you know, it, it's a funny song for us because it, uh, it didn't really have like any initial kind of impact in in a way, but it's it's grown and you know it's probably our most known song or whatever for our little fan base. But it didn't have like radio support or anything like that. Mm. Um, we didn't do a film clip for it other than a lyric video. It's like a pretty sensitive issue, and it's not really yeah. our story, so we're aware of that. But um. Yeah, I guess they're my favourite songs as well because the 
like the um, the emotion leads the song rather than the melody or the structure and that yeah that's my favorite way to write and that song happened so quickly that it was written in like six minutes you know like I just Jeez. wrote the word I just picked up a guitar and I was like oh I need something like frenetic and uh I didn't think about it for ages and I found it deep in my phone and I was like oh that's actually bizarre and I like that a lot but Man. Yeah, I, I, when 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 an intense emotion is leading the song, it's my favorite sort of place to be, and it's it's not easy to find that, you know. Like I, mm. I live a privileged life; I don't have a lot to complain about, um, and so you know, you got to go pretty deep to find those, yeah, those moments, I guess. Yeah, that's a, it's um, I've never really heard anyone talk about songwriting in in that sense, and it's really uh, interesting to hear. Um, so yeah. what, aside from the pretty littles, cause you're quite involved, involved with guts touring. Uh, what else has been going on in Jack Parsons life, uh, recently? Yeah. I mean, guts touring is, uh, I, I, I started that with my dear friend James in 2016 and it's just a remote and regional live music and workshop tour that's changed and evolved so many times since 2016. Um, and it's still something we're working on. We, we have, it's changed again. We're doing like a workshop program, uh, in a place called the Mornington Peninsula, which is, um, uh, a coastline in Victoria. We're going to do some workshops in schools and things like that, which is exciting. And then, um, we've established a foundation called Bush Music Fund and Bush Music Fund is, uh, a pathway program to support First Nations artists in Australia who, um, who live in remote and outer regional parts of the country just because of the guts tours we've we've been able and been blessed to see such amazing talent amazingly talented musos and the barriers they face to getting their music heard is is unlike anything really it's really hard yeah. for them to participate in the contemporary music industry because costs and opportunities are, are so uh well costs are high and opportunities are, are low so that's um that's a focus at the moment we're just sort of fundraising for that and you know i I used to be a a, before covid happened i was a really unhappy uh criminal lawyer for a couple of years um i'm very glad to not be doing that and very glad to be (laughs) hustling away through um music in various (laughs) wow i I would i'd never have picked that it's um i mean i think there's so much that uh both New Zealand and Australia uh, have to go for like honoring the First Nations and Indigenous peoples, and it's I think your guts are in like the those those um, uh, things that you're involved with are so 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 cool. It must be so um, fulfilling to be part of. Yeah, it's it's an it's a good thing. I mean, we it's it's something that I'm passionate about. Um, being a part of and, and helping. I mean, yeah, there, there's so many similarities in that um, colonization, um, the, the awful story of colonization in, in both of our countries. But I guess mm. from what I know about New Zealand, um, it, there were some sort of key differences. And though uh, I'm sure there are lots of issues shared, um, there's a pride, uh, almost a collective pride is what it feels like from the outside looking in in New Zealand um, and an acknowledgement of, of Maori culture um and you know that's seen in you know your sporting stuff it's seen at the airport when you're it's, it's just kind of more uh feels like it's something which happens in, in a more meaningful way in New Zealand and in yeah. Australia it's still this um there's still kind of shocking denial and shocking racism and 
Um, you know, if, if there was an awful incident with a great footballer, Adam Goods, when he, um, he, he, uh, celebrated a goal, uh, acknowledging his sort of traditional roots and it was frowned upon, you know, it was mm. kind of, it, it's just so prevalent in Australia still and, and so backwards. Um, so it's, it's, you know, high time that these wonderful cultures are, are celebrated, acknowledged and, and, um, hopefully some, you know, pride is, is shared, um, but lot, lots to do. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very well said. Very well said, Jack. Um, I, I, this is a huge, um, complete different, uh, tangent, but speaking of footy in AFL, I know someone who, after they went to one of your gigs a few years ago and gave you a Tard Canelli, uh, like AFL footy card from like 2004. And do you remember that moment? I, um, I, it, it, I think I, like, I'm literally holding it in my hands right now. So I keep, <laughs> I've, it's on my desk. I, I look at it. It's, <laughs> By Canelli. Um, it, it, uh, it was given to me really quite recently. Like we weren't playing shows. Um, you know, there wasn't, it, it looked really grim in our camp. Um, mm. didn't look like it could continue in a way that I'd hoped. Yeah. Um, and I organized the guts tours and a band pulled out and I sort of just tested the water and thought, you know, what do you guys reckon? It's three shows. Uh, oh, it's one show in Victoria and three in Tassie. Mm. And yeah, to my surprise, everyone was keen. Um, and at one of the shows in Melbourne, someone, one of your mates came up to me and, and gave me the card and I, I forgot about it. It was in my wallet. Um, <laughs> and then, um, I was, I was like flicking through my wallet for something and I saw it and I was like, holy shit, who gave this to me? And and somebody got in contact and I was like, fuck, that's right. Um, so yeah, that is so it's a very special, very special. It's, it's from 2007. It's Ty Canelli. Uh, he was a, such a wonderful player, beautiful Irish export, import. And, uh, yeah, what a player, what a card, what a moment. <laughs> you know, we don't get much, we don't get much stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, there's, there's not too much fandom. It's all like very, uh, low key. There's a yeah. couple of tattoos. There's like maybe five littles tattoos out there, which is cool. Oh, yeah. You don't even get as many beers as you'd think you would, eh? I, that's one thing I've noticed with playing shows. Yeah, just. Yeah, I'm always buying the beers, never getting the beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always surprised when it happens, but uh, you know, some people do. Um, some people do uh, buy us some cans, which is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, well deserved too, Jack. Well deserved. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, I um, I've been not let this run on too long. Uh, so thank you so so much for joining us. Uh, the new single, which we actually didn't end up talking about that much, is it's amazing. It's called Full Hearts. You can get it on anywhere that you get music. And um, looking forward for the next uh, single as well. Any final words for the listeners, Jack? No, I mean you know, Full Hearts, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts can't lose. I don't know if you watch Friday Night Lights, but uh, I was a big fan of that show. And, oh, um, that, oh that, I, that, so, there was a little so, thing in the back of my head. I was like, I don't know what that's from. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's from Friday Night Lights, and oh it's my just god, a, like, it started as a joke, and then I was like, hey, that's actually all right. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's there's another song coming soon. Hopefully, we've just got to do a few things in that to, to make sure that comes out in the right way, and then um. Yeah, mate, I, I really appreciate the support. And who knows, one day maybe we'll get over to NZ. Hey, oh, if you do, I'm there. I'm there. Thank you so much, Jack. Oh. Here is the single Full Hearts by The Pretty Little. Thanks, Dave. Put your head over the night. Take a few hits in the guts. Let the sweat pour out. 
Thanks for listening to Radio 1 91 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.